Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Rimble, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. Ephraim, come home. I have began this this study, and, and, and brothers and sisters, uh, I'm trying to tie this all together so we can pretty well move on, because I think I'm pretty well going to exhaust at this point in time what God wants me to do with this. However, my place, Travel in America, is to go back through if, if we're going because you see, again, what we my mission now is to gather Ephraim. My mission now is to make sure that everybody's understand we got a whale of a job to do. It's not going to be one person, not one prophet. It's going to be multitudes of people. We have to have leadership. That's the reason I said last night, there's no one in this room can't teach. We're all preachers of righteousness. That's what the Word says. Some of you in this room have, have calls in your life in the ministry. We want to develop those calls. We want to develop those ministries. Hopefully, the next quarter, we're going to do what I've been threatening to do two or three quarters, is that I, I'm hoping we'll do the uh, do uh, about the, the giftings and, and the offices. Again, to help some of you understand where it is that you walk in the northeast within your uh, ministries and your lives. And that'll be an interesting uh, meeting. Some of you are going to go away saying, oh, me, and some of you are going to go away saying, oh, my. All right? <clears throat> but we'll help you get that uh, straightened out. Now, uh, if you will, turn with me. We're, we're in the book of Jeremiah. And... Uh, Jeremiah, uh, interesting, interesting prophet. Uh, bless God, he uh, he knew what the going throughs was all about. I think last night, uh, I think I I think I'm started here uh, into. Now let me look here to make sure I'm doing it right. Yeah, I want you to turn to Jeremiah 16 and 14. 16, 14. Now we're looking at basically here or so far has been Isaiah, Jeremiah, and then we'll look at Ezekiel. And we're going to look at some of what we call the minor prophets. And as I always say, please, when you get there on that day, don't ask to talk to Hosea, the minor prophet. They're not going to take kindly to that, okay? They just didn't get as much writing in the book, mainly because of the knuckleheads in Rome, okay? Uh, now, in the 16th chapter, starting in the 14th verse, it says, Therefore, behold, the days come. That means it's coming saith the Lord, that it shall no more be said, The Lord liveth that brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. But the Lord liveth that brought up the children of Israel from the land of, of the north and from all the lands whither he had driven them. Now, what's he talking about? He's talking about when they first came out of Egypt, and now it will happen, uh, the days that, that will come, he said, I'm going to bring them from the lands of which they had been driven. Who drove them? God did. And I will bring them again unto their land that I gave unto their fathers. Do you realize that that land was given unto our forefathers? Given to them by God. Now, behold, he says, I will send for many fishers, saith the Lord, and they shall fish them. Hello, fishers. Oh, I love that one. Hello, fisher. See why we all got to learn it? We're all fishers. 
See, there's no big eyes and little U's. This is Israel. When we go back to Israel, you realize what's about to happen that's never happened, that God never really always had times and places that it's happened within Israel of old. But we are the finalization of what God did. You realize when we go back, because there's going to be so many of us, you know who's going to run the government? Oh, people. Oh, that's a democratic uh, society. I'm glad it is. We'll, we'll have one vote. You think something of our 60, 70 million will take care of their 7 million? Hands down. It's not going to be two old men running the power structure of Israel. There is going to be a prophet over Israel. And there isn't going to be any health care system, as I said last night. We're going to take care of our own. We don't have to worry about, the elderly is not going to worry about why I can't afford it. No, 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 no. We'll be taken care of. It is our privilege, it's our pleasure, and as your brothers, it will be done. Has that ever been done? Let me tell you something. We are about to develop the closest thing to a perfect society. And that's what God has tried to do all along with Israel. But we, he saved us for the last days that he would drive us back with a rod, an iron rod, back to the bond of the covenant. That the scripture says that. He said that last time. And he's doing that, folks. And, and see, and that's the reason I keep saying to you, we have to prepare you. You're not going to learn all this in a year. For all you that think you have, and I mentioned briefly last night, and I'll briefly mention it again, you have to keep going over this and over this because it'll keep speaking to you over and over again. Every place you are, the next place you're going to get, it's in those, it's somewhere in this stuff on, on. It will get you there. If you think you've already learned it all, guess what? When we get there, you're not going to be much help. In fact, you're not, we're going to be a whole lot of help here. But we have to be able to walk in, back into the land that was given to our forefathers. And bless God, when we walk back into the land that was given to our forefathers, the very thing that is going to provoke Israel, I'm sorry, Judas and jealousy over Israel, is going to be doing all of what's in the book. You know why they, you, you know how come they laugh at Christianity being Orthodox? It's because we ain't doing much right. See, they don't believe Messiah's come, so it, big deal about that. They're running around here saying they don't keep Sabbath, or the right Sabbath. They're even trying to keep a Sunday Sabbath, they never kept it. They don't, you know, they're running, they're running around here, and, and bless God, they, they don't even understand the, the pool of Shalom. Bless God, when the angel come and treble the waters, they didn't all hang around there 365 days waiting for the only day they came. He come on the last day of Passover, treble the waters, whoever first got in the water. So they all knew. They stand and laughed at us, folks. They're still laughing at us. The difference is we're going to go back into our land as their brothers, and we are going to turn the world upside down when we get there. But you have to be taught. You can't learn to keep Passover in a year. It's going to take two, three, four, five years. You're going to find every year you're going to learn things. So, well, you should do this. Now, um, <clears throat> Uh, let me start again in, in, in uh, 
in the uh, uh, gentleman, 16, 14 down through, and there was, and they're called fishers, all right? 16, Behold, I will send for, for many fishers, saith the Lord, and they shall fish them, and after will I send for many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain, from every hill, and out of the holes of the rocks. So we're fishers and we're hunters. Right now, what are we doing? Going out to fish bait, huh? Trying to hook some of them. We're hunting. We're using all the means that we can financially right now use. And by the way, do you realize how easy this thing could be if, in fact, somebody like these big uh, satellite broadcasting networks here in America let me come on and, and do this? You know why they won't? Because the church would have to admit they're wrong. The church isn't ever going to do that. Ever going to admit that they're wrong. You see, we could do this in a matter of months. There's two reasons why that isn't going to happen. It's, it's too, as I said, it's twofold. The reason is we're not ready. See, we're not ready for big crowds because you're not ready to teach. Okay? I keep telling the ministry, I'm waiting on you. When you can walk in this thing and get get this thing down well enough that we know what we're doing, God will send the people. He's sending them now. He's sending them now. Now, he goes on to say in the 17th verse, For mine eyes are upon all their ways. He sees them all. They are not hid from my face, neither is their iniquity hid from my eyes. And first I will recompense their iniquity and their sin double. So there you go. Because they have defiled my land, they have filled mine inheritance with the carcasses of their detestable and abominable things. O Lord, my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction, the Gentiles shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things were in there is no prophet. Who's your father? What have they told you? You don't need the law. You don't need you don't need you don't need the you're not under the old testament anymore. And like I keep saying, who called it the old testament? God in any of this never said the old testament. Old Paul said, Old things pass away, old behold, all things that made this the Old Testament and the New Testament? See, again, you've heard me say how many times? There's one God, there's one people, there's one set of rules. And somehow with Christianity, we've tried to think there's two gods, two peoples, the Jews and the Christians, and two sets of rules, one for the Jews and one for the Folks, that would be more than a little bit of confusion going on, which there is. And God said he's not confused. Confusion's not a myth. And now we're in a position where, bless God, People having to choose. Why is it? Why is it that you and most of you in this room understand what we're doing here, and they don't? Because it's been given to you. As given to them. As I said last night, God is pulling the remnant, and folks, the whole church ain't going to come. They're never going to all agree with you. There's always going to be the church part that's going to go on like they have always done. But when they turn on the TV 
and CNN is trying to figure out why are all these people coming back to Israel? The church is going to start to get an idea that we weren't quite as dumb as we thought we were. Okay? Some of them, some of them in the end will turn over and come this direction. Not, not all of them, as I said, because God is only bringing the remnant. See, even when you get to talking about 60, 70 million people, compared to the earth and the population of the earth, that's only a very small amount of people. Not that many people. So that it will be collectively when we get to Israel. Amen. Oh, I like that part. All right, here we go. Now, he says he says that uh, uh, that, that it never profited him. Twenty. Shall a man make God unto himself? Make gods unto himself, and they are uh, and they are no gods. Behold, therefore, behold. Will this once cause them to know? I will cause them to know my hand and my might, and they shall know that my name is the Lord. And 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 that is where we're going. Uh, January, oh man, in January uh, of this past year, uh, I began to seek the Lord God. Uh, actually, it was end of end of December, and I began to seek the Lord God, and I said, you know, I said, Lord. What kind of steps are we going to take this year as Ephraim? And the Lord began to deal with me, and the Lord began to say, you tell them that their knowledge is going to bring forth the people. See, when you know this stuff, when somebody starts, right now when somebody comes to you and says, well, you look the way you look. You're doing what? Keeping the law. Then you're not a Christian anymore. You give up Jesus. Some of you just go, no, no. See, saying no is not enough. You're, you're going to have to understand. That's the reason if you'll study this stuff, you can say, hey, Jack, come over and sit down. I'm going to show you why. And see, my goal is for every one of you here in this room and the rest of them, we got many that, that didn't and couldn't come this weekend, but that you learn this well enough so that you don't stand there looking like a, uh, whatever. Okay. Thank you. Say thank you, Donna. Thank you. Uh, she don't. She don't have to raise that part. Uh, and that. And that's our goal. So that. You, so that you can. Because see, folks, I'm going to tell you something. What is it? It's the lack of knowledge that destroys us. Your lack of not of knowledge of this thing is causing people to say, "Well, we're right." But when you start saying, "Well, sit down here," some of you. Bless God will make little outlines, and you'll stick them in your Bible, and somebody says, I'm going to sit down here. You'll run through 10, 15 uh, pertinent scriptures. Now, these scriptures here aren't as pertinent as the ones that I have given in the past, but they're filling in a lot of gaps, all right? Just like we are now going to be the hunters and the fishers of those. We're, we're the ones to go look for them, folks. They're out there. They're waiting. They don't even know why. One brother said to me, he said, I haven't been in a church for six years. My friends are all ostracized me weekly. He said, I just didn't know why until I saw one of your DVDs. He said, I had to come. Go miles and hours. This what I was looking for. Most of you in this room can attest to that. See, we didn't, we, we, we didn't know where we were going. Why? Listen to me. We were lost. 
We didn't know. We were lost. We're just wandering around groping in darkness. And well, not in darkness as of evil, but in in in, in darkness. And and all of a sudden, bless God, uh, somebody comes along and starts saying, "Ephraim, come home. Ephraim, come home. Ephraim, we're going home." And our hearts begin to swell, and the tears begin to run down our cheeks. Finally, we know. All these centuries that our forefathers have wandered four corners of this earth. God said, and we're going to get to that, come a time when he'll forgive. See, he said, I'll double against you what you said. That time has come that he's forgiven the sin. We stand, folks, we stand in that point in time of Scripture. That's no other generation that's ever walked the face of this earth has done. Since the days that Rehoboam and Jeroboam had two ends of a kingdom called Israel, we are about to settle. Stand back, stand back, and stand back. Let's go, let's go to, to uh, Jeremiah uh, 23. Jeremiah 23. Jeremiah 23, the third verse, 23.3. And I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries, whether I, whether I, whether, I'm sorry, I have driven them. It's underlined that. It's not underlined. Now, who's saying that? It is the Lord God saying that through this prophet. He said, I'm going. So, so you know, again, if you could uh, read or, and, or, and or interpret Hebrew, you would. Uh, that's not strong enough. In Hebrew, he's saying, without a shadow of turning, I will accomplish bringing the remnant of my flock out of the countries whither, whither I have driven them. And I will bring them again to their folds, and they shall be fruitful and increase. Now, now, folks, here's the thing that I want you to get a hold of and get excited about. It isn't just going back to Israel. We are going to be fruitful, and we are going to increase. What does that mean? In, in, in Hebrew, it means not only increase in numbers, but also increase in the, in the cattle and our flocks, the food in our storehouses, our health. That's why we are, we are keeping... We are keeping covenant. Now, it goes on to say, at the fourth verse, And I will set up shepherds over them, which shall feed them. Hello, shepherds. Okay? And they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither, neither shall they be lacking, saith the Lord. Listen to me. Some of you that have been around this prophet, you understand that I can speak. I can cause hurricanes to stand still for three days and three nights and never move. I can see the dead come up by the power of the anointing that's in me. But let me tell you something. It's in you, and it's like a giant awaiting to be awakened. This isn't a one-man show. This is a man that spent lots of years working the works of God and saying, what good is this doing? Now you want to know something? I know why I did. I can teach you how to do it. Now, isn't that, isn't that what we've been, it's been said here? Of course it is. It's being said that, bless God, 
uh, being said that that that's what's going to happen. That that, that that there'll be there'll be no lacking. There'll be no lacking in your anointing. See, some of you don't have the foggiest idea what's within your anointing. No, some of you run out here and try to play this little self-appointed game to wherever it's at in anointing. You're going to have a tough time because let me tell you something. Unlearning is a whole lot tougher than learning. Okay. Five, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise up unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and, and, and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. Yeshua. Six verse, in his day Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. Now, now he's talking about both ends, northern and the southern kingdom. Where's Judah? The southern kingdom. Who's Israel? The northern kingdom. Now, he says, in his days... Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. Is is Judah saved? Uh uh. So that's to come, isn't it? And Israel shall dwell safely. And this is the name whereby he shall be called the Lord our righteousness. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that they shall say no uh, shall no more say the Lord liveth, which brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. Now listen. But the Lord liveth, which brought up that which led the seed of the house of Israel out of the north country, and from the countries whither I had driven them, and they shall dwell in their own land. You know what he's saying? He said, they're not going to talk about Egypt anymore. And the Exodus, what we're about to do here at Pesach tomorrow. But it will be about who? It will be about Ephraim, coming from the north, the south, the east, the west, the four corners of the coast. We are the greatest exodus that's ever happened on the face of the earth. about to take place. You look around, you you say, this isn't much. Folks, you ought to have been here when we started. Hmm? Was it two years ago? What do we have, Don? we have 30 people? Something about 30. Now, y'all that were here loved it, didn't you? Because when the prophet walked out there, we sat down and everybody got a chance, didn't we? The prophet said, it's going to grow beyond this and it's going to get to this place that I got to be careful because if I sit out there and talk to one of you, somebody's going to get jealous, and the next thing's going to happen. Undo more than we're getting done, folks. It isn't like I don't want to sit down and know you better because I'd love to. It's the fact that we're getting to a position where I can't. That's the reason something we've started, and I think the the, the people that have uh, that have participated now with us uh, is, is liking. When we come to your city or your area. Instead of ministering uh, to the to in the room uh, on uh, Shabbat uh, Friday night, uh, what we're doing is having a fellowship dinner with the people just of that fellowship, and they have a chance to sit, listen, and talk with the prophet. So those of you that we haven't got that done with, we will. And I think I, I think that's been successful. I, I wish I could say the angel showed up and said, "Thus saith the, the name of the Lord God," but. Donna was praying, and evidently the Lord spoke to her, and she said, you know what? She said, I really wonder if that would work. Well, I'll pray about it, and sure enough, and it's working for those of you that have, that have uh, experienced that with us. I, you know it has. So that, so what I'm trying to do is, is to get this in a position where you can know me better. Believe me, I'm not the same there as I am here. When I walk here, it's the anointing, and it's all business. I can sit and talk and laugh and joke and have a good time, you're going to get to know who the prophet is out from under that anointing. 
and and you'll be able to put things you can ask and things you can answer. So so look look forward to that. I I'm really I'm looking forward now because I'm seeing that it works. And and after all, you y'all sponsor is coming. You buy the tickets. You buy the you know you buy the meals. You buy the rooms. And and bless God, we want to show some kind of appreciation by just sitting down and saying, hey, let's just sit and talk. Let's let, let's let's get to know each other a little bit better. And like I said, so far it's it's working out real great, and we're just uh, absolutely thrilled about it. Proof that Jeremiah knew what he was talking about. No, that. Let's let's go to the twenty fourth chapter, twenty fourth chapter of of Jeremiah, in the fifth verse, and it says, "Thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, like those day those good figs, so will I acknowledge them that are carried away captive of Judah." whom I have sent out of this place unto the land of the Chaldeans for their good. For I will set mine eyes upon them for good, and I will bring them again to this land, and I will build them and not pull them down. Now, who's he talking about? He's talking about Judah here, carried away captive of Judah. And down, and I will plant them and not pluck them up. And I will give them a heart to know me that I am the Lord, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God, for they shall return unto me with their whole heart. Now, has that happened uh, this far with this thing? No. Judah's a mess. Judah's out here, bless God. And, and, and now, now uh, you know, I pick on the church a lot, but let me turn around here and let's let the church pick on them. It's the law this, it's the law that. You've got to put on one sock, one, I forget. You put on the left sock first, the, the right sock second. The left shoe first, Next, the right shoe next, and if you don't, you sin. And folks, that's just part of all this thing. And and no wonder the church doesn't want anything to do with the law when you look at it. People say, well, you got to have two refrigerators, huh? You got to have all them set different sets of dishes, you know. And and see, that's what the church see. That is what darkness brought over to the church to keep the church blinded from the law. No, we don't get into that stuff. You won't be into that. I will teach you the kosher laws. If you want to be healthy, just do one. So let me make this simple for you. Just do what God says to do. Boy, is that simple? Now, if it's not in there, let's just don't do it. There's nothing in there about saying, you've got to have two refrigerators, one for the meat, one for the, for the milk product. Now, it does say that you are not to mix the two when you eat them. Okay? Get in there. You'll love that too. Get a little quiet on me. Somebody say amen. Oh, he's not taking us there. Oh, my Lord, my family's crucifying me now. What's going to happen when we can't go over and eat pig? Oh, it's coming. You might as well get ready. See, when this happens in the spirit, your your spirit starts doing like popcorn. Pop, 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 pop. And, and that's the reason I know we're, we're not getting too far, okay? We're, we're working on it, though, okay? We're, we're working on you, and, and you will make it. I think the first service we had, I think the only people in the room that had police was me and Donna and maybe one other person. Look around this room today. You are seeing what the command is to be. You know what they all said of this year? People are coming to me. I was just sat back there with some of the ministry last night, and they were telling me, about how, now listen to me, after you know, one of those cases, I think in a couple years, another case in about a year, how it is 
the blessings of God. They didn't say this, but this is what I said back to them. How the blessings of God are now hunting them down. Never happened to them in the church. They, they, they didn't, the church is far from that. Listen to me. That's what's going to go. It's not going to be me uh, calling whales in and stopping hurricanes and for three days and three nights. This thing's going to happen because they're going to see this thing working for you and in you. Then they're going to, then they're going to take account. Then they're going to say, hey, if that can happen for old John over there, it can happen to me. Because I, but there's something different about it. Yeah, they don't eat pig. Well, now God would just bless you overnight. No, but you see, it's a it's a collectiveness, and that's what I'm 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 doing to you. And and please respect the fact the angel is coming to me and having me to bring you. If I dumped all this on you at the same time, we'd have had less than the thirty we had the first time. Okay. See, I've understood that that blur and took them and then bring them in routine of God. I've learned that very well from that angel. And I understand that what I have to do is I have to present it to you. I've got to let you go home and try it. Some of you fall on your nose, and we pick you up and dust you off and say, okay, get back out there and give it another give it another best shot. But then it begins to work. Then when it begins to work, gotcha! Gotcha. Now you're going to be willing now. See, I'm setting you up. Uh, not me, it's God. I'm setting you up, though. Now you're ready to listen about not eating pig. Why? Wait a minute. If I get blessed because I'm doing this over here, I wonder what would happen when God said not to do that if I don't do that. Got to find out. That's the reason, again, folks, you can't learn this overnight. I, I appreciate the zeal of some of your minds, but uh, most of your minds are not going to do anything but keep you in pretty hot water with God and His prophet. Okay? Now, I think I was trying to get you, and we were into... Let's see, did I read the fifth verse? Yes, I did. And I read the, uh, the I read the second verse. Uh, yeah, the, the, and I read the seventh verse. They shall return to me with their whole heart. Okay, now let's go to 25.5. Jeremiah. They said, Turn ye again now, everyone, from his evil way and from the evil of your doings and dwell in the land that your Lord hath given unto you and to your fathers forever and ever. Now, that's talking about us. Now listen to what he's saying. Turn ye now, again now, everyone, from his evil way and from the evil of your doings and dwell in the land. Now, let me, let me break this down. We ain't going back to our land, Israel, with sin. See, that's the reason that you, you back up and you begin, for those of you that have been in this a year or two, and you begin to examine the things that, that, that we're teaching. Now, I, I went back and did one of, a, a very, very strong uh, a piece of ministry on defilement. Donna came back uh, with uh, a, a, a very, very strong thing on going this way. They're out there. You, you need those. Because you see, to, to walk in and, and covenant with the Lord God again is the beginning to understand the completeness of being blessed and walking in this thing year after year after year is get the sin out of your life. I'm sorry, but there's not anybody in this room that doesn't have sin in their life. Starting here. You've got to understand how to deal with it. 
You've got to understand how to become sin conscious. That's what you're going to have to become. And you can't see, that's the reason you can't just, oh, you know, the old Pentecostal character, I'm up front, the Lord God has anointed me this night. I'm going to pour a gallon and a half of oil upon your heads. I'm going to lay my hand, this hand right here, that's anointed to the Lord God, upon your forehead, zap only, you're just going to be cleansed, delivered, set on high. I've been in three or four of them lines myself when I was young. Okay? Did it do it? No. It didn't change. It didn't change. It didn't change that one thing. It didn't cause one thing to happen. The only thing, the only thing that happened in it was, bless God, that, that we got ourselves in a mess over it because why? We were looking for a quick fix. And folks, the Word of God is not a quick fix. It is a lifestyle. And you start in it, and you'll spend the rest of your life in it. That's the reason I said, we've, t- we've taught you to pray. We've taught you to fast. And some of you, bless God, are now not fasting like you were, and you're not praying like you were. We've tried to get in and show you how important it is to keep studying this stuff. And some of you aren't studying anymore. Now listen, why go on? Why should we go on? You haven't taken care of the first oracles of this thing. And yet, at the same time, and see, and that's the reason, that's the reason I keep telling the ministry over these fellowships. Some of you, bless God, are, are uh, some of you, your wool is coming off where we have uh, uh, crazy glued the wool so you sheep, uh, your goats would look like sheep. Those of you that have studied that series, you know what I'm talking about. Some of you are looking a bit goldish. You know what I'm saying? Some of you are looking a bit goatish. See, it's only the sheep that hear it. It's the goats that are always agitating. But what about this? I think we need to go. I think we need to go over here. And, and I know the problem. We need to add a little something over here. Who appointed you the prophet? But God is He standing here. What is that? Those are goats. I've told a couple of fellowships to go back and forth. Teaching it today. They are. The goats need help. We can help you. The wolves need to be uh, run off and chased away. Two or three of you sitting out here are wolves. I know where you're at, I know where you're living. They're wolves. You're here. If you can gather you a little gathering over this weekend, you're just going to be just real pink. Call the last wolf that came in here last week. He got help all the way to his car, if I understood. Okay? No, we don't. We don't. We don't get. We, we don't keep. We take the goats because the goats they don't mean harm. The problem of it is they're not sheep. Only the sheep hear his voice. Only the sheep follow. Goats? No, no, no. They want to lead. They want to go here. They want to go there. I never have problems with the sheep. I always have problems. They always seem to have this. One of the brothers said to me. He said. You think they'll ever really? Doesn't even matter to me whether you do or you don't understand who I really am. If you were looking through this set of eyes, you just shake your head. My Lord and my God, it's like a kindergartner deciding they're going to take a calculus. I'm just sitting there going. But you see, when you're unteachable, you can't. When you already have all the answers, there's nothing for me to give you. Like I said, if you'll stick around a year, you'll find out how dumb you are and how smart God has made this problem. 
But it usually takes about a year for people to come to that to that conclusion and understand. I know what I'm doing. I've had I've had lots and lots and lots, almost forty years of learning how to do this. Have I learned it all? No, I haven't. Have I made mistakes? Bunches of mistakes. But I learned through my mistakes. And what I'm trying to teach you is learn through your mistakes. Amen? Learn through them. Now, uh, did I do uh, did I do you know twenty five five? Right, I didn't do that, did I? It says uh, 25.5. Get the 5, Decker. There we go. They said, yeah, I did that, forever and ever. Now, let's go, I'm sorry, 29.13. 29.13, Jeremiah. Now, here's the key to this thing, and what God is wanting us to do now is as, coming back as Ephraim. And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. That's the only way you're going to find me. The word all is really important here. That doesn't mean making a half uh, wayward chant, uh, try at it. Well, it didn't work. And he said, 14, And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity. I will gather you from all nations and from all the places where their eye have driven you, saith the Lord, and I will bring you again into the place whence I cause you to be carried away from. If we'll do what? Seek him with all of our hearts. See, that's the reason I keep saying over and over and over again, you can't take my word for this. I, I, folks, I, I just wish that we just, just take my word for it, get in line like a bunch of ducks, and we'll just march out. But folks, they've tried that. You know, look at the Jim Jones things. Many things like that. But folks, this has to be you. It's got to be you searching God out I've always said, you know, in fact, I think the first time I ever said it was probably standing right here. I said, if somebody was to come running through that door right now and say, there is a ton of the purest gold that, that's, that's ever been produced that's buried somewhere on this uh, three acres of land. About that time, we wouldn't get to say amen. We wouldn't get to say a dismissal prayer of any sort. You would head out that door. And bless God, back in those days, I'd have been right there with you, trying to probably get in front of you. And we'd go out and get every shovel and pick we could find, and everybody started digging. Because it's gold. This is gold, too. And that's the same attitude and the same drive that you're going to have to get inside of you toward this thing. Folks, I'm, I'm sorry, there, there isn't any free lunches in this thing. There's no free rides. You've got to do something. There's no oil or amount of oil can be poured upon you. There's not any magical wands to be, uh, you know, passed over you. The unadulterated word of Almighty God in your hearts as you search Him out. Yeah, I, I, oh, I've, I, I've gone through so many things over the last two and a half years trying to get people to try this. Just try, try this. See, see if this, this won't work. Or you know, look, look, go home and, you know, do you fast? Do some fasting and seek God about this. Because the, the worst thing you can do in this world now, I, granted, God set me over this 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 last move, bringing Ephraim home. That, that's that's what I've got. To, and listen, folks, if I bumble this, I want to, I want you to understand, I will burn in hell for eternity. First and foremost, I know the obligation that I have to God. Secondly, I know that I'm not going to let any knucklehead jump in here that thinks they've got an idea. And bless God, do something contrary to what that angel's coming 
in the early morning hours and telling me to do. So you, you, you come to a place, you're going to have to trust me. But bless God, you're first going to have to know that this is the direction in which you're to go. And the only way for you to do that is for you to do it. You take my word for it, somewhere down the line, the devil, you're going to, you see, either give place to the devil. Somewhere you're going to, through that, give place. You'll find, I'll, I'll let you down. I'm flesh and blood, and I'm just about as cantankerous as there's ever been. I, I, I'm a recluse, and like I said, I'm not, I really don't like people very well, and, 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 and here I am. You know what? If I did, I'd be what you're seeing on TV every week. I'd be out here having four or five multi-million dollar structures that I run to live in every once in a while so I can get away with being the Lord. But no, what you see is what you get. We will get you to the point because you see, and that's what he's saying here. He said, he said, I'm going to, he said, I'm going to break, but he says, bless God, you're going to have to search for me with all your so, so what I, I, let, let's see if we can do this like a, a football team or a baseball team or a basketball team or a hockey team or whatever the, in your part of the world there is here in the state. It's going to take the whole team putting forth an effort. But too many people try to ride in on the on the on the, the tails of my toilet, and, and folks, it won't work. We're coming to dangerous times, perilous times that Paul spoke about. We're going to come to times when you're not going to be able to get to this prophet. It's going to come to times when you better pray or you and your family's going to die. And you better be able to get a hold of God when you do it. And you better have connected to the covenant. You better have got the sin out of your life. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand to be able to survive these last days is going to have to happen. And it can't happen to you with one pint of oil poured over your head or because, bless God, you decide to show up every quarter here. It's going to happen because you are going to put everything inside of yourself to work. And you are going to make this thing a way of life, and you're going to drive at it like you've never driven at anything in your life. If you will come to that, you'll never be disappointed in God. If you don't, there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. It'll be part of who's wailing and who's gnashing of teeth. And, of course, it's going to be my fault. No, I'm sorry. And the reason I'm telling you that is, if I would have told you that, bless God, I have all the answers, and I'm going to give you seven quick steps on how to do all this, then it would be my fault. But I've never told you that it's going to be any less than full and IT. I've never told you it's going to be easy. I've told you that it's going to take the rest of your life to walk in this thing and get it together right. You're going to start out and get areas. You've got to keep adding the areas, but you can't lose the areas in which you've added to. Right. And that's, again, if I, was to, if I was to write this thing down, and I, and I have already pinpointed it over now the, the past what, couple of years. Some of you have come to me now and said, you know, Prophet, uh, I let you down. No, you didn't. No, you may have let God down, but let me tell you something. The ones of you who are willing to admit it, you're the ones that will get it. You will get it. But see, the first person you've got to look at isn't them. It's you. It's not my fault that this isn't working for you. It's not your husband, your wife, your kids, the next door neighbor, or part of the family. It's your fault. You can do whatever you Through God, all things are possible. Hang on to that scripture. Some of you need to write that down and put it on your mirror in your bathroom and, and, and get a great big, however big your TV set is, and said, turn it on. 
put it in front of, on the, so when you sit down to watch television, it won't come through, and all you see is, is that. With God, all things are possible. And the reason the church doesn't know that to be truth is because they've never been able to work the works of God. Why? I told you last night, didn't I? If you're not keeping the covenant, your prayers are cursed. It's in the book. You say, well, that's Old Testament. How many wants to stand up and say every time they pray, God moves for them? Nobody lying, nobody break a leg getting up out of the chair. But that's where the church is at. It just, and, 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 and that's, you know, that's an indictment, I, I realize. But, it, but again, it, it's truth. Let's go to Jeremiah 30. Start in the third verse here. I hope we're doing good. Oh, we are doing good. Jeremiah 30, verse 3. For lo, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will bring again the captive of my people Israel and Judah, saith the Lord. Now, understand he says, uh, uh, the days come. In other words, it's something that was going to come in the future, uh, down the road. And I will cause them to return to the land that I gave to their fathers, and they shall possess it. See, again and again, we're reading that. So this is the surety that it didn't come with just one scripture, okay, or two scriptures. And these are the works that the Lord spake concerning Israel and concerning Judah. For thus saith the Lord, we have heard a voice of trembling, of fear, and not of peace. Now, uh, now it's important to understand the, the, the whole thing that evolves around peace, all right? Uh, it's very important. Uh, six verse. Ask ye not, and see whether a man doth travail with child. Wherefore do I see every man with his hands on his loins, as a woman in travail, and all faces are turned unto paleness. Alas, for the day, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. Now, who's going to be saved out of it? Israel. For it shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke from off thy neck, and will burst thy bonds, and strangers shall no more serve themselves, uh, uh, or, or sever themselves of him. Ninth verse. But they shall serve the Lord their God, Yeshua, and David their king, whom I will raise up unto them. Therefore fear ye not, O my servant Jacob, saith the Lord, neither be dismayed, O Israel, Ephraim, for lo, I will save thee from afar, and thy seed from the land of their captivity, and Jacob shall return, and shall be in rest, and be quiet, and none shall make him afraid. None shall make him afraid. Why? Because, you see, then we're going to get into one of these things that I, that I think is really, 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 really neat. We're going to get into speaking and watching it come to pass. See, I, I can never quite grasp a hold of why God had taken me as a prophet and and let me come into the areas that he's let me come into. But now I'm beginning to understand that, that folks, there's going to come a time when people come against you that you're just going to point your finger and you're going to say the name of Yeshua. You're going to command the angels and the angels are going to go forth and there's going to be all kinds of strange things. I'm always acting like I do my gun bang, and you're dead, you put the gun back in. But it's going to happen. Why? Because it's part of the process. The miraculous, and learning to live in the miraculous is what the covenant is about. But before you, it, you can't get to the miraculous until you do what? You begin to participate in the covenant. 
So what did I do? I began to get your interest in living in the miraculous because some of you um, that, that have been around, you've seen some pretty miraculous things happening. We were seeing people, people receive miracles every time we get together. We're healed, deliverance, things that are happening that are real in people's lives. And, uh, and what that was all about, again, was so in turn that you can begin to do the same thing that I said last night. One of the first uh, pieces of ministry or message that I ministered was, what must I do that I might work the works of God? That should be in the cry of every heart that's in this room. Not what may they do, what might the prophet No, what must I do? And what I'm doing as this prophet, I'm teaching you what you must do. If you want to work these works, folks, there is nobody, there is nobody that cannot learn to work the works. As I've said, there's going to be children, and I'm talking about children, are going to be laying their hands upon the sick, speaking the name of Yeshua, they're going to be raised up. Children. And folks, out where, you know, in the church, they can never teach you. They can never teach you properly about the gifts because they didn't properly work. When you understand the proper application of what we call the nine gifts of the Spirit, then you'll begin to fully understand and fully appreciate it. Now, go, go down now with me to the 17th verse. Okay, Jeremiah 30. 17, he says, For I will restore health unto thee, and I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord, because they called thee an outcast, saying, This is Zion, whom no man seeketh after. Now they called who an outcast? Israel, uh, the house of Ephraim, 18. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring again the captive of, of Jacob's tents, have mercy on his dwelling places, and the city shall be builded upon her own heap, and the palaces shall remain after the manner thereof. Now, I want to stop there. The neat thing about this is we all can't go over and live in Jerusalem. Now, if you've ever been to Jerusalem, you understand that city sitting there on that hill. If you get down off the side of that hill, there ain't much. Okay? There's going to be so many of us that... We're, God's going to raise up the ruins of these old cities. You know what I'm saying? For any of you that are really into those kind of things, you probably need to contact Donna uh, in the office and, and, and begin to research where all these old cities are at. Okay? Now, there's some God said will never be raised up again. Now, we don't want to do with those, all right? I do know who those, where those are, not where they're at, but I do know the names of them. But we're, we're, he's going to raise them up. Now, look, he goes on. 18, he says, Thus saith the Lord, because I will bring again the captive of the tents of, I'm sorry, and, uh, 19. And out of them shall proceed thanksgiving, and the voice of them that make merry, and I will multiply them, and they shall not be few. Well, there's going to be a bunch. I will also glorify them, and they shall not be small. Their children also shall be as aforetime, and their congregation shall be established before me, and I will punish all the that oppress them. Don't look to me like we're going to have people outside the, 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 the meeting places with signs, does it? Not at all. And it goes on to say, And their nobles shall be of themselves, and their governor uh, shall uh, proceed from the midst of them, and I will cause him to draw near, and he shall approach unto me, for who is this that engaged his heart to approach unto me, saith the Lord? And 
ye shall be my people, and I will be your God. Behold, the whirlwind of the Lord goeth forth with fury, a continuing whirlwind, it shall fall with pain upon the head of the wicked. The fierce anger of the Lord shall not return until he hath done it, and until he hath performed the intents of his heart. In the latter days ye shall consider, that which means this day, the last days, we shall consider. Now what, what's he talking about? Uh, he's talking about that he is going to avenge us. See, people keep saying, well, you know, we own a whole lot more than just what's called Israel. You bet we do, and it's all going to come back, and God's not going to stop like a whirlwind until he gets it done. How's he going to do that? I, I don't know. It's not my, at this point, it's not my business. The fact of it is, though, again, God's not going to take us over there to get us destroyed. That's not that thing. He says we're going to do what? We're going to, we're going to dwell peacefully. Uh, let's, go, let's go to um, uh, 30. Let's see. Did I get down to where I want to go with that? With, uh, with uh, 24. Yeah. Let's go to 31, and let's start in the, in the first verse, 31. At the time saith the Lord, will I be the God of all families of Israel? Now notice that's all families, and again, this is it, and they shall be my people. Thus saith the Lord, the people which were left of the sword found grace in the wilderness, even Israel, when I went to cause him to rest. The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saith, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love, therefore with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Again I will build thee, and thou shalt be built, O virgin of Israel. Thou shalt again be adorned with thy tabrets, and shalt go forth in the dances of them that make merry. Thou shalt yet plant vines unto the mountains of Samaria. The planters shall plant, and ye shall eat them at common things, as common things. For there shall be a day that the watchman upon Mount Ephraim shall cry, Arise ye, and let us go up to Zion unto the Lord our God. For thus saith the Lord, Sing with gladness for Jacob, and shouting among the chief of the nations, Publish ye, praise ye, and say, O Lord, save thy people, the remnant of Israel. Behold, I will bring them from the north country. I will gather them from the coast and from the earth, uh, uh, and with them the blind and the lame, the woman with child, and her that travaileth with child together, a great company shall, shall return hither. Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.jewishprophet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer requests. Shalom until tomorrow. And remember, with God, all things are possible.